This week on Zen and Not Zen. I can say, yeah, well, Robin, that's where we need to find the distinctions. Are my jokes shenanigans just me being an asshole <laughs> right. and talking shit? Yeah, talking How shit and then laughing afterwards oh, is not telling a okay, joke. Okay, okay, so the other, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Fuck, it's true. Talking shit and then laughing, hopefully with the person afterwards, is not telling a joke. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good stuff. Zen. Fuck you. And not Zen. You want to do the intro this time? Not really. Uh, there it is. All right. Hey, welcome back. Zen and not uh, Zen. There you go. Not Zen and not Zen. Robin's hey. non-intro intro. Oh, yeah. remix, remix the remix. There it is. I have a, I have a buddy named Tang uh, who's a uh, meditation mentor of mine and uh, a dear friend. And he... Uh, An oh, M.M. We call him M.M. 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 Yeah, he's my M.M. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. I want to tell him that. And, uh, and he'll do this thing where he says, uh, he'll play the, he'll play a chime, he'll play a bell of some sort. And then I'll say, listen for the non bell. You're like, Oh, okay. The non bell. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's kind of like the sound of one hand clapping. It's just the only thing I can relate to that is if you like hear something beeping for a lot of time, like after about 15 seconds, your brain will start to hear like either the start or the end of the beep. So you start hearing it differently. Right. 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 Yeah. But I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where that flies with the MM. Not the mantra, you know, the, ad, the mantra yeah, from your MM. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah. No. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> fuck good talk good talk all Fucking right hot yeah fire we're coming in hot right Jesus now watch Christ. out folks good okay. lord all right <laughs> um so welcome back to the show yeah, we uh we didn't record last week so it's uh maybe that's it just getting used to the uh yeah that's it that's it i think that's yeah. i think that's the main <clears throat> problem is we just fall out of routine and forget how to yeah. talk shit to each other if we don't do that for a weekend, you know. If you don't do it with any regularity. Because yeah. anyone who knows me, you know, and the, the cadre of, you know, Zen and not Zen loyalists out there. Yes. Uh, knows that this is all an act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta turn this character on. Yeah, Robin really gets into character right you before gotta, gotta just, yeah. You know, it's like when you see me standing outside the room, like psycho myself, you know, the way Kramer did and like <laughs> yeah, the behind the scenes. You ever see that shit on Seinfeld? It shows Michael Richards like doing his thing. It's like he very much like had to psych. He's not that way at all. Yeah. I mean, he, he got into that character. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we found out what kind of guy he was at the comedy store about uh, 20 years yeah, later. That was unfortunate. Uh, but uh, yeah. I have to turn this shit on. You know, it's not. I'm not a jukebox. Yeah, yeah. Kid, just always. You know, I'm like Daniel Day Lewis, method actor. Yeah, I go hang out with other assholes and take notes. Yeah, you and Bill Burr just hang out, huh? (laughs) Fuck, I do appreciate Bill Burr. He's not an asshole. No, he's as honest. He's brutally honest. Appreciate that guy. Uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, jokes and shenanigans. Yeah. Speaking of Bill Burr, I guess. The best part of this is like you sent me this prompt and I'm like, all right, fuck. I, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, let's go. But I'm like, I don't have anything. Like cool. today, today I'm like, I don't have shit for this. There's long for the ride, huh? Yeah, normally at least I'll come up with like one anecdotal thing that'll eventually make its way to back to French Toast Crunch <laughs> or whatever. <but> it's like, <laughs> somehow it'll wake its way back to some junk food or some shit from the 90s, but I got nothing for this. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just going off you. Right on. Riff. Yeah. Well, I just riff. you know I. So you're the drummer. I'm, I'm the, the drummer. Ba- yeah. I'm, so I'm Neil Pert, huh? Oh God, you had to choose Neil the late, Pert. The late Neil Pert. What's wrong, with Neil Pert? Nothing. 
Well, oh, that's, he was that's, great, that's man. Another, well, it's a drummer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. as a human being? Well, not so much? debatable. Well, the, the, you know, I mean, I have heard he's a dick. Okay. The late Neil Peart. The yeah, late Neil Peart. Yeah. You know, I don't wish brain cancer on anyone, but... Yeah, um, that's tough. Uh, I had heard he was kind of a dick through, like, you know, you hear rumors about people. Right, and right. I watched a Rush documentary, and they don't necessarily say that, but they don't They don't also sway. And even he, he's like, well, I'm not... What The quote was... I'm not going to pretend like a complete stranger's a long lost friend. And he's referring to his fans and whatnot, but it's like a real good point. Okay. All right. It's like very, you know. <clears throat> yeah. They were well, talking about meet and greets and, you know, the other guy, Alex and Getty Lee, are like, hey, buddy, photos and all right, that shit. Right, you know, yeah. It's like, fuck that. I don't do any of that. You know, yeah. which is, I respect that too. Totally, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, honestly, <laughs> who knows. But like, you know, right, if yeah. you're at that level of assess, I could see myself definitely going the Neil Pert route. But if the other guys were doing it, God, listen to that hypothetical. Yeah. If I was so successful that I'm in Rush and now I don't, I have to do meet and greets because we're so successful. <laughs> I could see myself not wanting to do them, but I would do them if the other band members were. You know what I'm saying? I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't make myself look like Neil Pert, <laughs> despite the fact that I'm probably closer to Neil Pert <laughs> than I want to admit. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. Well, Maybe that's what the podcast should be about. Am I Neil Pert? Are you Neil Pert? Are not. you the real Neil Pert? God. Well, I can imagine, like, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to a friend that, about something similar to this today. Rush? But, no, about just, like, <laughs> uh, people get aggrandized, you know? And it's, like, it's it's weird to be the person that's gawked at, you know? And it's not really, and I'm not speaking from experience by any means, but I'm just, like, I can only imagine, like, empathize with somebody that has some kind of celebrity fame or even, like, even, like, a social media, like, presence okay. person, right? So Where, like, people have a snap, like, an intimate snapshot into your life where you end up they end up knowing a lot about you that you haven't shared with them personally, yeah. but they still know a lot about you, which makes them feel like they know you. So when they're, when they meet you, they have a good understanding of you, but you have no idea who they are. And they're meeting you with such familiarity that sometimes that's very off putting for a lot of people. So, um, so, uh, I watch a lot of uh, stuff on the vice network and they've got this series right now called dark side of the nineties. So, you know, I'm going to be fucking all about oh, that. Oh, that's a good one. What of course yeah, I'm all I haven't about even that. heard about that yeah. one. So the last episode was, uh, talking about the Viper room, which is where Phoenix. Oh, yeah. so, so this is the whole point is River that, Phoenix. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, River yeah. Phoenix. So ever, that's where we automatically go with that. And the right. whole point of that and the whole point of the show was, yeah, it doesn't, that the, the, the hour long episode was about that. The narrative right. was about River Phoenix, but it was, also about kind of what that bar was to Hollywood at that time in the early 90s, and it was kind of a sanctuary. This is pre-internet, so there's the other thing, is they also talk about the two different kind of pre-internet and post-internet kind of eras in Hollywood, which obviously I don't know shit about, but it sounds right. Right. But um, uh, they talked about how a lot of celebrities, well, that was Johnny Depp's bar. He owned it until 2004 and whatnot. Okay. But the lead singer, Counting Crows, was a bartender there like, Mid fame, oh, like, interesting. Like Adam did that Durst. Adam Dirt Dirt. That's yeah. where he met Jennifer Aniston. But the whole point okay. is, the celebrities would go there to kind of hide from all the paparazzi and all that. Not right. even the paparazzi didn't go to that bar anyway yeah. at the time. But they talked about how fame, you know, and obviously it's different. But they talked about these very talented people that were all hanging out. You know, River Phoenix, Johnny Depp, and all these people were all hanging out. And they talked about fame being the result of your exceptional talent or, you know, ability at something, be it acting, being an artist or a musician. Right. And now it's shifted in this modern era to where fame is the goal. Right. Yeah. 
like social media, internet <clears> presence, <throat> inf- influencing, and they talked about how celebrities in the '90s never talked about their brand. You know that shit didn't wasn't relevant. Yeah. But the whole point is like that is kind of the way it is. This whole vanity and kind of being famous as the goal, whereas when it's like you're famous. Well, they, it, you know, coincides with the rise of reality TV was their right, idea, right. you know, and the whole idea of famous for being famous. Right. Well, and also I think the vanity side of it, too, is that everybody can see so much of what you do now because yeah. of social media. Yeah. Like you have to be so cautious and aware of what you put out there that it not only becomes cautious and aware of like the content you put out, but how you look in that content. Yeah. Like it just, it, it breeds its own, it breeds its own monster almost. Also brought up another point about the happenings in this club at the time. It's like this, people weren't walking around with high definition fucking cameras in their pockets. Right. Yeah. Like it's, we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm glad I didn't grow up around that. And yeah. I kind of, as much as I love and the convenience with a cell phone, I would prefer to kind of not have a lot of that because of, all of that shit. Yeah. Totally. Not like I'm doing... I mean, in many ways, I kind of wish I had some of the stupid shit I did on tape, but I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, it, totally, totally. We... Uh, I, it's funny. Uh, it was it was years ago. Uh, gosh, let's see. Probably, probably about like at least six years yeah, ago Yeah, but you so. gotta watch that Dark Side of the 90s. So I haven't watched the fourth episode, but the fourth episode's about Beanie Babies. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anyway, you were saying? Uh, yeah, about six years ago, I was cleaning my, my kid's room and, uh, and on... So my kids share a room when they're at my house and so on my older daughter's half uh, i was you know tidying up but on my older daughter's half i noticed there was a picture on the side of her bed that i hadn't noticed before <coughs> and I, I got in there and i looked at it, i'm like oh that's a picture of me when i was 18 and i am extremely high on uh, on ecstasy oh, and fuck. acid and uh, but I'm just sitting there. I yeah. mean, I like I just for what the picture is. It's yeah, a picture if, of her dad as a young kid. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, uh, if you, you know, you, you know, if you know what you're looking exactly. for, exactly. Yeah. You can't really yeah. tell that nope. the uh, if you that know, you know. The, the haziness of the picture is not because if it's an old picture, it's because that's how much smoke was in the room. No, no, and no. I'm sitting there with that look on my face because I'm trying to gather consciousness in my head about <laughs> what I'm doing and yeah. why that flash just happened in my face. How'd she? How'd she find that photo? <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. And I asked her about it. I'm like, hey, you guys saw you had a photo of me. She's like, yeah. I'm like, where'd you get that? She's like, I found it. And that makes sense. There's shit just floating all over this house, you know? And everything's open, you know? We don't have any closed rooms or anything, so... Um, and uh, and I'm like, what do you like about it? She's like, well, just, it looked, you know, just you was younger and just really liked the way your your, your face Before looked. You and I'm like, those fucking tattoos. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> that all the shit know. on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Daddy didn't look scary. Yeah. Fucking sons of anarchy. Yeah, before Daddy was a coloring book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I thought that was uh, that was really funny. That's good stuff. But uh, but so the reason I wanted to talk about shenanigans and jokes, man, is because I I have been for a while now, but even more so now, I've been trying to embrace more fun and joy in my life. And, uh, and it's made me look back and reflect about like, you know, the things that we've done and the jobs that we've had and the experiences that we go through. And, uh, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, when we work together, especially, but, um, you know, this was bred into me from, uh, from, a, uh, an early time in my career was to have fun at work and, and to make, make work because we spend so much time there, make work a joyful place. And, uh, and that doesn't mean like 
you know, abandon the, the, the standards and disregard the goals and the budgets and all that shit and just fuck around and have a good time and drink and do all that shit. No, that's, here's your goals. Here's your standards. Okay. Once we meet this stuff and once we're, we're in a good place with all this stuff, everybody gets to have a good time because we've now set the standard. We just need to manage that standard and the fun happens around all that. Right. And you can still have fun while you're, you know, putting the teams together to reach those goals. But you know, once you get those goals met and you start to come together as a team, that fun that you can have really starts to shine. And we've alluded to a lot of this fun. We used to have at red hook that when we worked together, um, but you know, that was something, like I said, that was cultivated from me, uh, to me from my mentor back in the day, Jeff Morgan, a uh, big shout out to Jeff because he taught us that, you know, you do whatever you want to do once you get your goals met, right. And you have the best time that you want to within the parameters that you can. Right. And so like, you know, when we were working together, we, we ran uh, the restaurant we worked at pretty well. You know, we hit our goals, we built teams, we had a good team that we had together, Still needed shit that we need to work on. Don't get me wrong, but you know we had a good time. And through that, like we got to fucking shoot Nerf guns at each other, and yeah. make you know the 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 uh, the the banner art for this podcast was the kids menu at at the restaurant we worked at yeah. for a long time. It was yeah, that was drawn by a host by yeah. one of the hosts, yeah. right? The, Shout out Marin. Yeah, right. You know we <laughs> we just had a lot of good times and. And once we started having fun as a restaurant, we really pulled in the brewery side too, you know, and it, it became this like just kind of jovial place to work and not to say it wasn't before we all started there, it was less but fun. it was, it just all came together as this big, like fun group instead of these silos of fun, you know, and that just, it's, it's so cool to see that stuff come together. Well, so like, it's, it's interesting when I used to work at Starbucks and before I met you and whatnot, yeah. I always used to ask my boss how the sales were. She's like, oh, he's very curious about this. And I'm like, you know, I really don't say I don't care isn't the right word because right. I've always cared. But the whole the whole point was, and this is coming from a corporate background, is if sales are good, you know, if sales are, are vibing and whatnot, you're not getting shit from people that don't know what they're talking about. Like, you know, and that's that's a, that's a gross thing to say. Okay, that's not right. But, but at the same time, it's like I'm if we're talking if we're talking about feedback that I think if we're going to use restaurants or customer service or like a, you know, for me, for me I know restaurants and retail, but like if we're going right. to talk about that, the feedback I want to hear is going to be from someone who's been there. You know, maybe if they come and work with me with it for a couple of weeks, so I can at least say, well, okay, you know what we're doing. Right, right. You know, but if you're going solely off numbers, <clears> that <throat> can't really tell the full picture. Unfortunately, it just has to, as long as those go up, right. they don't really give a shit. See, that's the whole point. Yeah. So you could be, you know, skirting the quote letter of the law or whatever the hell their standard is. You know, yeah. not deliberately. It makes it sound like some malicious thing, but not adhere to certain standards that they wanted in place mm -hmm. and do it within the confines of your own thing. And as long as you're meeting your numbers, it doesn't fucking matter. And exactly. that's the whole point. Yeah. It's like, it's just how you attempt to do that. Right. And I, and I, I, to be fair, to be completely frank, that's exactly how I ran my operations was, and, and, you know, for the most part, I got carte blanche to do that. Sometimes I had to prove myself of saying, Hey, you know, trust me, this is what I know. And then they'd be like, okay, we've seen you now for a year. We understand what you're doing, have freedom. But, you know, with the exception of, you know, I would say most of the places that I worked at, we were pretty far removed from any corporate offices, right? So literally, as long as we were just meeting the numbers that's that we needed to meet, they, that's, they about, would leave that's us alone. they have up to their boss. Exactly, exactly. So then then we got to we got to play with the parameters and the standards, right? So let's say that, you know, we, uh, you know, say like a stupid thing, like a two-minute drink time, 
right? At a two-minute drink time, like on a Friday, that's it's unreasonable, right, for anybody, right? So we'd be able to push that to three, four minutes or something like that because we were hitting all these other standards. Yeah, standards we we're still entertaining yeah. the guests and we're still doing all these yeah. things. We just weren't hitting that one metric, right? Yeah. Uh, little stupid example. But, you know, but it gave us that freedom to, to be a little more fluid and more humane with the corporations that we were running, right? Because we're this little subsidy, this little restaurant in this big corporation that has many restaurants. And there's a lot of blanket standards that get put out of those things. Some of them work on a blanket level. Some of them don't. Some of them are very non-humane whenever you break it down to the, to the, the brass tacks of it, like calling out, no call, no shows, blah, 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 stuff like that. There's a lot of humane reasons as to why people do that stuff if you give them an opportunity to explain themselves, right? And you also have a heart to listen to what they're doing and feel the plight of the human being. Yes, people have excuses that they make up. They do bullshit things. That's great. I've done bullshit things. I've made bullshit excuses up, and I've given given second chances and turned my shit around See, and been a great funny? employee. I've never done that. That's great. Good for you. You know? you know, I've done that. I've done that a couple times. You know, you learn your lesson. It's not a regular thing, but the, I've the fucked up at work, which is different. But I've yeah. never, I've never just like called out or like, oh, I'm sick or this blah blah blah. Yeah. Like you know what you're talking about, which speaks to a cultural thing. Like okay, well. He's now fucking over everybody because he's he or she is frustrated about X, Y, and Z at the job. Right. Yeah. No, never did that. Yep. Fucking want to. Still want to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I have you dreams know. of being that guy. Oh. I, I watched a guy on Reddit uh, walked into an IHOP and there's fucking nobody there. Everybody walked out, walks into the office, and then answers the phone. He's like, "Yeah, there's nobody here. I don't even work here." He's like, "You better get down here. I'm gonna start eating all the bacon." <laughs> start eating all the bacon. Good for that guy, man. Yeah, pretty awesome. I uh, love that. But you know, you create that culture of uh, of joy and fun, and 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 it really becomes embraceful, and it becomes a fun place for everybody to want to be. You know, like with with us, you know, when we work together, we we shenanigan pretty hard, you know, and then we drew in a lot of people to shenanigan with <sighs> Did us. Did shenanigan pretty hard, you know, and that's and it it that spilled out into a lot of my life, and I think helped me get through you know hard times that I was going through at that time, you know, bad breakup. Uh, not seeing my kids that often, um, having to work a lot, you know, having to be at that place because of the remodel, not having to, choosing that job and by choosing that job, um, committing my time there. And uh, and so being there a lot, you know, working seven days a week, 90 hours a week, you know, just to putting that restaurant back together. And so having the ability to make it fun and, you know, shoot somebody with a Nerf gun every once in a while or like have to like go find my coffee mug that was deep fried in, in uh, onion ring batter and then hung on a, a mug club hook, you know, for me to go scavenger hunt find or to come into my office and Is see like panko? panko breading, panko breading, you know, come into the office and see like a new Jesus statue on my desk or something, mm. you know, no, that was a, all that shit sell at that garage sale. No, no, no. That's Nobody not, bought any no, of that no, shit. shit. Dude, we gave most of that stuff away. <clears throat> actually you know it was funny with the uh we put uh we we put something up on buy nothing kirkland and put free basically free and then within like five minutes 90 percent of that shit was gone people just like came out in droves there were people like carrying like bags of clothes out they couldn't even see over top of it it's like i don't care get out of here i know that's the whole thing it was probably the same people that were at the garage sale in earlier day like it's just literally like some people just don't want to be in no no harm no foul yeah. It's awesome to get rid of all this shit. We, we were trying to get rid of it and not take it to a Goodwill or a, or a, or a Value Village. You know, just trying to, like, give it to an actual person. Um, but uh, we ended up, did, we took whatever we had left over to Goodwill. 
because we didn't have anything else to do with it. Yeah, and then they're like, "Sorry, we do not want all this shit." <laughs> they actually would. Yeah, totally. Oh. There were there was a there was a sign out. They were like, "Now we're full. Go go the f somewhere else. You guys suck." You guys suck. That was exactly what it said. And it was losers, in Wingdings. You losers. And yeah. Wingdings. So you, wingdings. you brought out your, your your Rosetta Stone for Wingdings. Totally. You're like, okay, so that's a Y. That's an O. That's a U. You guys suck, huh? Yeah. F you. Mm. Yeah, that was my response. But, you know, it's good times. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so but li- so now working in a non-corporate place, you know, and, and being able to live a You're little free life. You're self-employed at this point. Self-employed, man, and I'm loving it. And uh, it's, uh, it gives me a lot more freedom to be joyful and to explore that happiness and that jokeful kind of like jocularity. Whether teaching the classes that I'm in, holding the workshops that I'm doing, you know, holding space in the Reiki, you know, it just brings fun into a somewhat potentially serious moment, you know, and I think that breaks a lot of the ice and gives, like, softens, creates vulnerability in a way. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, as you're self-employed and you're not doing corporate and you're no longer in restaurants and we can debate the merits of that and whatnot, you're definitely happier. I know that. So at its base level, that's be all and end all that we need to talk about. Right. But, I mean obviously you and I are friends we get along we enjoy each other's company and we like to make jokes and whatever the fuck but I, I mean we did that at work because that's what we do but that also served a purpose now at, at this point where you work by yourself and whatnot it's like it's not like you're losing that part of your personality but you don't need to do that you know what I'm saying like you don't need to make yourself laugh because you're not sharing a fucking office doing shitty spreadsheets you're like you know it would be funny if we fucking laughed about Steven Seagal for 10 minutes like you don't need to do that because your list of monotonous tasks while I know understand your job is there's parts you enjoy more than others it doesn't require that 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 need right you know other people choose to go to the water cooler or go eat a fucking Twix bar more power to you but it's just like as a self-employed person, I mean, and Monica to a, to a certain extent, also the same way. It's like, you know, at this point, are you just chilling at your house? Like, and I'm not saying that disparagingly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, totally. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, up here. You in don't the, need in the, the nerf gun, and there's no one to shoot, and nor would you need to because it's like, what the fuck? We just be like, well, why don't we just, you know? <laughs> no, man, but you know what? It still do it. You know, still do it. Still fuck with the dog. Still fuck with Monica. Well, yeah, no, no, of course, but like, it's it's you know, that's just more of a life philosophy at this point. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Like, it it's gone from just this thing to past time at work and to make things less like you know, like chaotic to now this embraceful like hey let's just have fun through life you know you know i guess I guess you know one of my favorite things we did was the whole halftime with like snacks and shit for for, <laughs> for people at work and i still do shit like that i love that, that but great. uh I mean, I don't really i mean I don't still do the halftime thing, but I still always buy people candy and whatnot, but it's like i don't i mean Again, for someone who's self-employed, it's just a little, little interesting. I mean, it's not like you're losing that par- portion of your personality. It's like okay, but you don't. I can still embrace it, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, see, yeah. see, embracing it makes it seem like you need to like kind of make it like it's a conscious act. Like you need to remind yourself to have fun. I think you do which, sometimes. No, I know, I understand that, especially in a corporate setting, which yeah. is why we're talking about this. But I'm just saying, like, since we lack that, you lack that. Yeah. I don't even work for corporate anymore either. But like, um. Like, you know, especially if you're working by yourself all yeah. fucking day. What, are you going to go fuck with yourself? Are you going to totally. piss in your own ice cube trays? Yeah, I'll fuck with myself. <laughs> no, but I think you you still need that because work is still work. 
right? Yeah. You know, it, it's still like, even though you're doing what I'm doing, what I love, I love what I do, but it's still work, you know, and I still need a break from that work. And so finding ways to keep things fun and keep things light and uh, literally like I'll like go chase Oliver around for like 20 minutes and just like fuck with her when she's like napping, go like make up some dumb song and like throw things at her because then she'll come back and bark at me and then we'll play for a bit. You know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's like we just got to get up and have fun every once in a while, you know, got to get up and move, do something different. So I think it's in, in keeping it front of mind like that will help me be conscious of it and not have to seek for it later. You know, and be like, oh, why am I so upset? Oh, it's because I haven't, like, just gone outside and, like, looked at the trees in a while. Well, I presumably, I'd be like, dude, you're being a dick. I've never, I've never, had a, I've never really had to say that to you, but I have also wouldn't have a problem saying that to you if I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is your problem? Yeah, no, definitely. Granted, I don't think you and I have ever had to talk to each other that level, but at the same time, it's... No. Well, evidence has shown that I'm definitely capable of. It. No, no. You've 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 called me out for being stressed out before, but not not being a dick. But yeah, it was some work work related stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, it's not. See, I mean, this is. I mean, people change and whatnot, but it's like you know, this is why people are friends. They hang out because they they you know enjoy each other's company and whatnot. And they, but it's just like I, I don't know. Uh, I feel that almost all my friends, I don't need to re- remind them of that shit. Yeah. That's why I hang out with them. Totally. You know, that's why you stop hanging out with the certain people. I mean, when you hang out with certain people after, or, you know, and then you're like, you know, fuck, you know, I, I used to hang out with some and now I'm just, you know, fuck it for all, and probably a healthy portion of people say that about me. But it's just like, you know, I'm just not really feeling anymore, and that's why you stop hanging out with them. It's like, why the fuck do I do this when I'm yeah. this age? Well, I think, but you know, I think people if, do if, change, but well, at the no, same time, definitely. at their core, they don't change that much. Well, that's that's not true. I'm changing at my core quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think that you know, if you have a strong enough friend group, that if you start to act a little off of what you normally do, hopefully that friend group will be able to to say, "Hey, man, what's going on? I've yeah. been noticing this kind of behavior." that's not really like you. Is there something going on I can help with? I yeah. Mean, relationship, personal stuff, you know, things like that. So, you know, hopefully before that friend group just defend, decides to abandon you, they try to like offer a little help there and say, what's going on? You know, some, cause some, you know, a lot of times there is that catalyst. There's that thing that happens that causes the dickish behavior, you know, that, that standoffishness or that, that change in whatever's going on. You know, there's something that's, that, that's going on. And as guys, a lot of times we just fucking hold on to that shit. We don't talk about it, you know. So sometimes we need to be drawn out like a little baby, little baby calf hiding in the corner. Be like, come here, little baby calf. Come have this bottle. Come share your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> from jokes to emotions man mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but i you know but i grew up my dad was a truck driver and uh and i don't really remember a lot about my childhood not because i regressed like like childhood like trauma no, you regressed like that. oh you regressed uh, <laughs> regret but, uh, regret uh but um I just, I don't know. I, when I think about it, if I think hard about it, like I'll remember it, but I just, I, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of memories from my childhood, but my dad, uh, told a lot of jokes and, uh, cause he's a truck driver like a lot of dirty jokes and stuff. I just, I wish I could remember him. Uh, yeah, me too. But man, he's so damn funny. So I grew up with a lot of like jocularity in the household. Mom was funny. You know, she's a cool lady. Mom's a saint. 
big shout out to Faye Real almost mm-hmm. every episode. Uh, but yeah, Bill Real, man, he brought a lot of comedy in the world. It was a lot of fun, and introduced us to a lot of comedy, like stand up. He was a guy that introduced us to like Eddie Murphy, Weird Al. You know, we would watch a lot of comedy yeah. movies growing up. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the fucking now. Now we talk about this whole nature and nurture because my you know my my uh, both of my parents are pretty damn funny. My dad's hilarious and my mom's funny in her own way. But it's right, like right. it's it's uh. I guess that's the main difference is I grew up where that kind of stuff was encouraged. Yeah. You know, versus like we go over someone's house, you're like, holy shit, is this military? And like, no, I'm like, fuck, it may as well be. Yeah. This is about the most uncomfortable shit I've ever been. This is just how this family lives. Right, yeah. You know, like that shit on American Beauty. Talking about an extreme, but you know what I'm saying. But it's no, like, yeah, it's, totally. uh, shit exists. Yep, definitely. Yeah, there's there's very controlling families yeah, or you know, households like, man, out there. Fuck all that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't have room for that in my personal space, but uh, but I don't have to have a reason to. You know, my my, my trust my kids. My mom trusts us. Yeah, you know, it's it's that no. you know you're gonna fuck up. Yeah, it's, it's gonna pretty fuck funny. Up. That's how like, you learn that shit. Uh, I always talk about the summer of 1999 as like a great summer for like my friends and I, and that was before I'd like fucked up all the trust with my parents. <laughs> 2000 was a lot more restricted year, and then 2001 was like restricted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't start fucking up until my senior year, so I didn't yeah. really have any time to to really get. Okay. Yeah, junior year. Junior year was my my fuck up year. Yeah, as I sit here and quote lament high school, <laughs> like I give a shit. But yeah, no, I mean definitely by my parents. Well, I told you my parents gave me my report cards. I just need to dive into those. I haven't looked at those in like twenty five years. Oh wow, yeah. But um, I don't even know if I. God, I don't even. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's like you know, they hung on to them. <laughs> <laughs> Wish they hung on to some of those fucking toys of mine. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, keep the good Gosh, stuff, yeah, I don't man. need the fucking report cards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to recycle this now. That's all. Exactly. We've been waiting until we can Not recycle yet. this now. Not yet. Good Lord, man. <clears throat> yeah, and your mom's British, right? Yeah. So she's got, like, British humor. <laughs> Does she have the... Uh, well, I mean, my mom is... I mean, prim and proper isn't the right way to say it, but, like, I mean, she definitely... And conservative isn't the right way to say it, too, because honestly, politically, she's probably more liberal than I am. But, like, uh, definitely etiquette would be kind of strong. And I don't know if that was, I mean, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side was a real ball buster. But, like, I mean, definitely, I mean, my brother and I were taught all the, the P's and Q's of that. I yeah. mean, we can debate the merits of it. We could also debate whether or not I retained any of it based on the way I conduct myself. <laughs> I always, my brother and I are always adamant that like, we know how to behave at like the dinner. Like we know, but like, I mean, to be honest, I haven't been in a dinner like that where it's been that important. And I mean, even, even wedding dinners and I'm at are laid back. Like right, I can't, yeah. I can't think of a scenario in which even, even some of this more nuanced table etiquette that I know. Yeah. Like most of the shit I know, I like. See, this is the. Thing. I guess the caveat is a lot of the stuff that I know that you're not supposed to do is so widely done by so many of my friends, older, younger, guy, girl, you know, oh. just like across the board. And I'm not gonna sit here judgy McJudgerson no, over no, here. No, no, it's just. But, yeah. but it's just like a lot of the stuff that you know, my mom deemed really important for my brother and I to fucking really pay attention to. I mean, like what? You know, well, actually, a great example would be elbows on the table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I mean, point. I give two shit about that but that's a great example yep. i mean my, my family never really enforced that one my mom was always big on that elbows yeah. off the table 
Yeah, that's a stranger. Faye, really. Shout oh, yeah. out Faye. Oh, yeah. She's big. Hard ass at the elbow. Table. Dude, I've, I've totally elbowed up. On, yeah, probably just oh, she's yeah. probably looking over there like a son of a bitch, yeah. Robin. Fucking. If you were my kid. Yeah, exactly. She's probably like, what kind of. <laughs> shout out Celia. What kind of upbringing did my yeah. mom do? Yeah. But what's funny now is like I, know, I, I catch myself constantly have my elbows on the table. And I think about my mom yeah. and I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I mean, does that make it, does that make it better? The willful disregard? I think, I guess that's my, how my mom probably viewed it was the fact that my brother and I were like, no, we know we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I, uh, yeah. And leaning back on the chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's. I mean, but that that wasn't that wasn't really. I can't say my mom was the one spearheading that one. That was like, and soon as like what well, we start doing that shit in second grade. Yeah. You start getting a chair where you can kind of fuck around with shit in second grade. Totally, they don't yeah. really give you that in kindergarten or first grade, but oh, you yeah. start to get like a stackable chair probably in second grade. Wow, that's cool. I'm articulating this right now. It's all off the dome. Anyway, when you get those chairs, usually with four sturdy legs, that's when you can start, you know, spinning on one leg and leaning back at your uh-huh. table. And they're like, "Don't do it. You're gonna break your arm." And every year, one of those little fucking kids does doing that. Leans back too far, dude. No fear is worse than that. That fucking oh, panic. Man. That, that fucking panic drop. when you're just like, "Oh, I'm back and I'm going." You're like, "No, oh, oh, God, dude." <laughs> But just literally, I mean, it's just like the arm breaks itself at that point because you're like, let me just put all of my weight on my Uh, one arm. Yeah, gosh, man. Leaning back in the chair. Yeah, I still love leaning back in chairs. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, we're leaning back in a chair. Now they just make chairs that do this because, like, everyone likes to do this, but. (laughs) <laughs> I love that Simpsons episode where they uh, Homer figured out that Thomas Edison had created the first chair that had a self recliner, and it was as uh, it, it, he was leaning back in the chair, and it just had little extra legs on the back of the legs that kicked out at like a forty five degree angle and caught him, you know. And it, so it was like the first like recliner chair. Mm. Yeah, I did not see that Simpsons. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I gave up on that show after probably season. 13 or something. Yeah, shit. about like, probably 10 on me. Well, I mean, it's, to be honest, I stopped watching <clears throat> kind of TV. Well, I mean, now, well, how we consume TV and media is different now, but yeah. like, th- really the only time, Game of Thrones would be the only time which I can, like, say I was like watching, watching a show like, oh, fuck, Sunday night, 8 o'clock, was that 8 o'clock? What I, yeah, you know, it was like that was when it was a, a thing for me. Right, yeah. But when I was growing up, it was, I mean, fuck, I don't remember what Simpsons was. It was like Thursdays at one point. And what, but yeah. it was like, Sundays as, as a, a family, we'd watch that. But yep. like, I mean, even that, that kind of broke down too. And part of this is also, used. To, I mean, my family had a decent amount of TVs growing up. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there used to be one TV. Or like, we'd watch the one TV. And then, In the like, room, yeah, yeah, and then like, so then there's a TV upstairs and downstairs. I mean, we had TVs in every room at one point. But right, like, yeah. it's like... You also stopped doing that, but also I was probably 15 when we got into season 14 or whatever the hell it was. Right, yeah. So it's like I also am now learning how to fuck up a car, (laughs) (laughs) learning how to drive shitty and cut people off and not check my blind spot and forget to signal. Yep. You know, and you know, and then also the all the other extracurriculars that we you know can allege that I did at that time. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually got back into The Simpsons. I started watching them again. It's on you know, Hulu, I think, or it, Disney Channel. We'll see. It's it's it hasn't it's it's changed quite a bit, but it's it's funny, you know, that the 
and a lot of people will talk refer to the, the the glory years you know kind of around the time i stopped watching it it you know was when conan o'brien was writing for him oh yeah yeah and totally. he was part of that team and that was when all those quote cl- see i wouldn't even know what the fucking new classic episodes are you know what i'm saying but I mean, like it's been around for what 35 years yeah now? yeah like i that? think the first season was in 89 yeah, yeah that's crazy um but uh, like the Conan O'Brien years were when all the all the ones like fucking Mister Plow, Flaming Moe's, and all that <laughs> shit. Plow. That's my name. That name. Yeah, Mister Plow. Mister Plow. Yeah. Yeah, Conan O'Brien's a shit man. He yeah, wrote for Saturday Night Live for a long time. Yeah, he's yeah. funny as fuck. He's... Went to Harvard. Really? Yeah. yeah. Smart and funny. Yeah. Uh, double threat. And a I ginger. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember who was. Uh, he was. It was a clip I saw on YouTube, and it was on the Conan O'Brien show, and he uh, was talking about. And I, I kind of. I, I'm probably wrong. In fact, I usually am. But like the whether I want to admit that or not, um, <laughs> brought up a point is like you know, it has to be true. I mean, obviously, it's difficult to get into Harvard. Yeah. Taking nothing. Yeah. Away from totally. That. Extremely competitive. Very difficult to get into Harvard. Mm-hmm. That being said. Once you're in Harvard, it's I in my mind it might be more difficult, but it can't be really more difficult to get a fucking bachelor's in English or whatever. You know, if we get into Harvard Law, we can get into that. That's like right, the, right. that's the big dick law school. Get right, it. Right. But like, if we're talking about just getting your bachelor's degree, it can't be that much more demanding. It's just the whole lion's share of having your shit together so much to get into Harvard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I would argue that you know probably you know not to whatever the fuck about my degree, but it's like I would argue that my bachelor's in history was probably maybe as hard or you know maybe not it can't be that much harder to do the exact same thing at harvard at the age of fucking 22 right because at the same time you're still 18 years old going into college like the whole thing is having your shit together to get in which i no way in hell right right. on my best day could get into harvard i want to be very fucking clear about that (laughs) i am not a straight a 4.0 student right like but like and then you have to do all that other shit, fucking volunteer, valedictorian, fuck, oh, right, yeah. not me yeah. at all. But once you're in, I mean, fucking the whole mantra, C's get degrees, D's get degrees. Yeah. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, your GPA is not on there. It's like, holy fuck, you got a bachelor's from Harvard? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it really, in my mind, and this is the cynical yeah. dick version of me, is like, well, okay, great. That person had their shit together from 15 to 17. Right, right. Well, I could see the only, I would say the Probably has their I, shit it, together now. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even call this an argument, but I would say the, maybe what the draw would be outside of the hardness of getting into the college would be that since they're polling such um, strong candidates, I guess, you know, you got, like you were saying, they got to have their shit together and things like that, that they're able to ask more tuition and then able to hire uh, more tenured teachers, well, yeah, I mean, which we, could could add to a stronger teaching staff, which could add to a more robust education, if you will. Because if you have somebody that's been teaching for fifteen years versus somebody that's been teaching, I mean, for one, I got to imagine the quality of teachings better. <laughs> yeah, but 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 yeah, that f- the content would still be the same. Like, but the, also, to your wouldn't, point, wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't that also further my point if these teachers are you know. Not not trying to be contrarian or disagree with you. No, no, no. But, but I'm, like, just, I'm just devil's advocate. If, if, yeah. if that logic stands true, which is I honestly kind of believe it does, say they can charge more and they have better teachers, wouldn't that also, in my mind, make it easier to succeed? If you have better fucking teachers, they can teach the subject matter better. True. Like, yeah. isn't that the whole point? So, yeah. like, furthering my point that 
maybe just a bachelor taking nothing fucking kudos to everyone that got into harvard and got a bachelor now i'm just a fucking asshole shitting no, no, on no. that but you know a, what i'm a good, saying it's a good point but but it's, it's just like point. at the end of the day isn't it just a bachelor's degree i mean no, not yeah, no. you know because yes i fucking on my best day would not even be considered for fucking harvard okay right any of that ivy league shit at all right so i want to be very clear about this i'm fucking very like hey way to go yeah but you know i mean about you know yeah, bachelor's a is a bachelor's at that point. Right. You're still fucking having to take, it's it's you know I don't know may, I might be wrong, but I got to imagine the curriculum kind of the requirements still kind of shit. You're gonna need to take some math. You're gonna take some fucking foreign language. Right. I mean your math class might be harder if you're not a math person, but I mean that would be the case at any university. Yeah, would you make that same argument from community college to a university? In my experience, I found, and I I was a transfer student. In my experience, mm-hmm. I found the university to be considerably harder. Okay. But, you know, I don't know if that's the case now. And, I, you know, on, to be right. honest, I went to what is considered to be, at the time, one of the best community colleges in the entire country. So it's like... PCC. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and that was at... I don't know what it is now. I know it's not a shitty school. Yeah. But, like, I remember I when I transferred over to the university, I was like, this is considerably harder. Hmm. Okay. But... Do you think it were... wasn't impossible though, so that's yeah, the other yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like I still did that, still graduated, had right. to work harder for it. Yeah, would have had to probably work harder at Harvard, but it wouldn't be an insurmountable task. It's not like it's not like somebody with a bachelor's degree in history from Harvard had to read fifty thousand more books than me. Right. Yeah. Totally. Wrote fucking a two hundred page dissertation. I sincerely fucking doubt that. Right. Mine was seventeen pages. Fucking pain in the ass. Seventeen pages, or however long it was. Your, uh, what was your dissertation on? It wasn't a dissertation, or whatever you want to call it. Thesis. My thesis was on uh, the Vietnam anti-war movement. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into that, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what I that's what I ended up writing about. Very cool. Pain well, in the ass, just because. Well, uh, it was just a hard fucking paper to write. Historiography is hard. The study of the study of. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, but that's what mine was. So and I was, you know, studying that kind of shit. So for me to write a paper on that wasn't just like out of the blue. Yeah. Not like if I had to write a paper about fucking sound healing right now. That would be difficult. <laughs> I would probably be going off anecdotal conversations with you and then fucking Wikipedia. There you go. You know. You could just ask me and I could help you out too. Well, I, well, watch you look up Wikipedia. <laughs> That's rude. That's mean. That's messed up, man. Yeah, it was clever well, I, though. I, I, I mean, got a kudo. As we talk, as we talk about, as we talk about jocularity and jokes and shenanigans, I can say, yeah, well, Robin, that's where we need to find the distinctions. Are my jokes shenanigans just me being an asshole <laughs> right. and talking shit? Yeah, talking How shit and then laughing out? afterwards oh, is not telling a okay, joke. Okay, okay, so yeah, 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 right? <laughs> Fuck, it's true. Talking shit and then laughing, hopefully with the person afterwards, is not telling a joke. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Fuck, I've been doing comedy wrong. <laughs> well, it was actually, oh, not true, because I was saying this. Well that, well, that might be true, but like I was saying I had no nothing on this sponge shenanigan thing, and I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I had a math teacher, and I'm not going to say his name, but I was not a fan of him in high school, and he was sure as shit not a fan of me, <laughs> but told me that I, and I, fuck, I think I've brought up this up on another podcast, that sarcasm is the lowest form of humor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. I do, I do disagree with and that as well. And then I was just, I said this to someone at the restaurant last night, and they're like, well, do you think they just were just saying that instead of saying something else? I'm like, well, you can't just say, shut the fuck up, Robin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so maybe it wasn't meant to be more of a literal statement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not to, maybe we can debate whether or not sarcasm is well as poor humor, but maybe that was his way of just saying that. <laughs> not right. sure. Not yeah. sure. Hear my thoughts, you little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck you can't up. just can't just say shut the fuck up, Robin, in front of another thirty-five students. Oh, that's not great. that I'm not a fucking narc, but there are people that are like I can't believe he did boo 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 boo. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we yeah, maybe that's what the podcast should be. The next podcast will be about whether or not we should define jokes. Yeah. <laughs> whether we're talking shit to somebody and then laughing with them. Because I'll be laughing already. Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More often than not, people laugh at my laugh. Not necessarily what I find to be funny. Exactly. It's that my laugh is funny. It's like it's like a thought terminating cliche almost. Like when when people say right afterwards, you know, oh. like they're just like forcing you to agree with them. Like yeah, right. It's like oh, I guess. And it's like yeah, I'm good laughing. I, I guess yeah, I should yeah, laugh I'm, too. I'm, I'm, yeah, my mind is just fried right now about whether or not I tell jokes. <laughs> uh, blew up your world, man. I think in its classic definition, or like how I'm thinking about it right now, the lion's share of what I say aren't jokes. Hey, you always amuse me, man. <laughs> if we define joke as like at the expense of someone else, it's like, oh, maybe I definitely do that, but I'm just sitting there going, fuck, it's probably two thirds of it. <laughs> I don't do that lighthearted like maraschino cherry comedy. Maraschino. <laughs> Why are the cherries so sweet? I don't know, Seinfeld. I don't fucking know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh man. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. That's great. Yeah, uh, shenanigans. Talking shit and then laughing in their face. Is that telling a joke? I, I guess. I mean, a lot of comedians made their hay doing that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... but I mean, well, see, that was the thing is like, remember Lisa Lampanelli oh, since, yeah. since like kind of. I guess not as relevant now as she was 10 years ago. Right, but like, yeah. that was like all she did. Oh yeah. She was very raunchy, but that was like, no, but it was just like, ah, uh, you know, just like, and it like, I mean, I think that's a famous at one point and definitely yeah. very funny, but it, you know, for me personally, kind of wore a little thin after a while. Yeah. Most definitely. You yeah. know, but yeah. definitely made a name for herself in a while. Yeah. And I think she still does like the, uh, the roast. roast oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of the like let's make fun of everybody comedy. Yeah, <clears throat> you no. know, um, definitely. That's one of I the mean, things you said about not getting into fucking restaurants again. Is that it inevitably involves talking shit. Yeah, the stereotypes and like okay, yeah, there's a place for it, but it's like that's. Oh man, yeah, the stereotypes is probably the probably the dark. If I'm gonna say one aspect of uh, restaurant shit that I wish I um, like could root out and not be kind of complicit in. And that negative kind of whatever. Right. But I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm kind of, I won't say perpetuating that, but I'll be the first to fucking point out that that whatever that example is doesn't refute that narrative. Right, right. Which doesn't fucking do anyone any good anyway. Yeah. You know, but that's the whole thing. It's like shit like that. You don't necessarily, kudos to you for getting out of that shit. You don't just, you're not surrounded. Because if I don't make that fucking, well, this isn't like I'm making the joke so other people don't have to, but other people will make that joke. Maybe not there, maybe not at that moment, but next week, next day, you know what I'm saying? It's just that culture, while it's not excusable, is excused. Well, you're almost in a confirmation bias zone with stuff like that because... Confirmation bias zone. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, you're, you're... 
you're around people that experience the same types of stereotypes. So you end up being in that same kind of idea. And it just, it's really tough for people to not experience things and want to bond over those experiences. Right. And even though let's say like, uh, whatever stereotype it is, it's, you're not, you're going to not experience that stereotype more often than you do experience it, but you're going to notice it more when it happens. Right. And then when you notice it and you're then confirmed by those people around you, then it becomes a joke and it becomes something that you laugh about. You don't even realize the, the damage that you're doing by continuing on that stereotype for whatever that stereotype is, whether it, you know, whatever it is. So, um, uh, it's, so finding your way to remove yourself from those situations or not buying into it, whether it's gossiping or, you know, stuff like that. And for me, it was just, I had to remove myself from it. I was so not, not entrenched with the stereotypes and the gossips, but like, I just needed to get away from all of that. Being around it for 20 years, it was, it was just, it was weighing on my heart. And so I just had to remove myself from it. Now, now we're friends for many reasons, but would you find me peppering this in every week or so whenever we hang out helps? Because you're not immune from it. I mean, I mean, no, like, no, no, and, and, no, and, and we can't be. And 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 while and while you weren't, and even when we worked together and you were around these jokes, you, a lot of times you would not be the one to fucking make the joke. You'd be sure as shit the one to laugh at, like, and then you go, "Rafi, you fucking should have said that." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but we're right here laughing about it right now, just right. the two of us." Right. Like, I, like I, I never articulated that, but that was like yeah. a very much a thing. It's like, okay, well, right now we're sharing this thing, and it's little. <laughs> This would get both of us fucking fired. Right, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and so, and for me, removing myself from situations like that was the steps that I needed to take to now be able to not laugh at those jokes. Oh, or man, but some of the fucking hardest things I've ever laughed about have been restaurant shit. I can, I can agree with that, but I don't find that humor funny anymore. You know, and I, and I had to remove See, my myself point was to, that to get away see, from that. You still laugh at these jokes to this day. You know, when I come over and make jokes and say, you know, stupid shit, you still laugh at them. Yeah, but I get to say what's well, actually on my mind now. I can still laugh at that. You always did back then, too. Yeah, not always. A little more, a little more vocal with my, not, not like, it's not negative well, it's, thoughts. It, already, this this makes it sound like you and I haven't seen eye to eye, but I know we have. So, oh, of course, like, yeah, no, but, no, but, we definitely um, <laughs> Yeah. I definitely could see, uh, especially for you, but like getting out of restaurants specifically for not being around this kind of shit. I mean, that goes for really any kind of retail customer service thing. Yeah. Where you see the person. <clears throat> Actually, no, it doesn't even fuck them out. You don't even need to do that. I've had a lot of fun making jokes about guessing on the phone. <laughs> like, in fact, honestly, is yeah. no, I'm not. Hey, look at that. We don't even need to use the fucking dump oh, button. Way to go. Growth moment. Holy shit. You. We got to timestamp that. Yeah. Self-censor, Greta. Yeah, nice Self-censor. Way to go. Quit kneeing the microphone, man. Fuck, yeah. I just totally need, I was all like <laughs> congratulating myself on, on not saying some ignorant, backwards-ass, stupid shit. And I'm yeah. like, way to go, Rob. And I fucking knee the microphone. Way to go, dude. Oh man, but see, there can be jokes without you know being negative and stuff. This know? is true. I mean, that's 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 the more difficult thing, which is why I actually find Mitch Hedberg to be like the fucking best because he never did any of that. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg was pretty funny. Rest never did any of that. Yeah, yeah, he was. 
And and not even he wasn't like a clean comedian. He just was wasn't really dirty either. Though. No, but he was just creative. <laughs> just, yeah, it's the best. Really, the just best stoner humor. The best. I mean, I'm, well, uh, you Stephen know. Wright was pretty good about that too. Stephen Wright. Okay, so we should probably clarify from you know the cadre. The second time we use that word, let's just say the millions and millions of Zen and not Zen listeners out there. Uh, Stephen Wright was known as the guy on the couch on Half Baked, and yes. if you haven't seen Half Baked, I guess he was in. God, I was just about to name an even more obscure movie he was in, but he's the deadpan comedian who talks like this. So he was in. Uh, oh, Night Court was on TV yesterday. Ghost I like, Dad, I think. Ghost Dad, Bill Cosby. Yeah, I think he was one of the Fuck, ghosts. Fuck, dude, why, Ghost why, Dad. why? Oh, talk about a piece of shit. What about Bill Cosby? Yeah, That's not a sucks. hot take. Yeah, not sucks. a hot take at all. Fuck him. Fuck like, dude, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding yeah, me right man. now, that son of a bitch? Like, dude, like, all those years and, like, all of that shit, like, remove the Cosby show. Right. Okay, just remove the Cosby right. show, which is obviously tragic in and of its own right because it was a fucking very good show. Yeah. But, like, all the other shit, the Jello pudding pops, that fucking drawing show with the pen that made noise. Right. Did kids say the Albert, things. Kids say the things. Kids say fucking all this shit. He's just drugging and raping women. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Hot take at the end of the podcast. Was... Robin go. Robin going on a Bill Cosby diatribe. Well, then he's like, he's he didn't he got, get his uh, got charges fucking released? Yeah. And that's that's all. I I don't even want to talk about that because that's what we just did. But like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Fucking. All right. So how do we get on Bill Cosby? Hmm. <laughs> fucking uh, who was on the Bill Cosby show? Oh, uh, Stephen Wright. Stephen uh, Wright was always oh, a ghost dad. Yeah, ghost, <laughs> ghost dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. See, that was a good fucking movie yeah, too. Yeah. And now I just think of like, oh, it's starting that rapey I know. fuck. Oh God, there's like, I don't, I, I, like some Bill great Cosby is fucking done. Well, I mean, he's ruined for everybody. Yeah, totally. But like, well, maybe not Weinstein. But like, I, I don't like. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I can't. I, fuck. I mean, well, honestly, name and I mean, I don't watch the fucking Cosby Show. I haven't watched the Cosby Show even before all this shit went out. It wasn't like, wasn't like I was watching Cosby Show and then I got a fucking text message from you like, oh my god, did you hear about Bill Cosby? It wasn't like that. <laughs> but I used like, to watch the shit out of the Cosby. Well, show. no, I mean, it was yeah. always on. But like, can you think of anything? I mean, he hasn't done anything in a long time too. But like, I mean. Yeah. Like, I even seen Ghost Dad and fucking... I mean... I used to love that movie, man. That was great, but, I like, love, I'm... Eat shit. No, thanks. I'm trying to quit. <laughs> God, Fuck, like, man, what... I mean, line. I'm just trying to think of, like, what was the last... I mean... I think one of the last things I saw him doing was, like, Kids Say the Darndest Things kind of shit. Yeah. You know? that, 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 that series kind of rolled out for a little while. And then he kind of disappeared. Ghost I think he was dad. doing like guest speakers stuff here and there. Did you ever see a Suburban Commando with uh, uh, Hulk Hogan uh, and Christopher funny. Lloyd? I probably. Hulk Hogan, I think, is like an alien. He's obviously Hulk Hogan at the time, so it's like it's Hulk Hogan. I'm Terry. Yeah, Terry Bollea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. With that, you have on your synopsis, Robin tells us Hulk Hogan's birth name. Yeah. Uh, we call it the Christian name, Robin. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, suburban commando. I think he's like an alien who fucking lands and he like lives with Christopher Lloyd's family and he's right, being chased right. by a couple other alien bounty hunters that are also played by professional wrestlers from that era. Awesome. That sounds I'm pretty vaguely, sure I'm pretty sure familiar. Undertaker's one of them, but I'm not sure. Alright, alright. Suburban commando. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. I probably have, have seen it once, if not twice, but I've definitely We seen should it. watch Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That's a great movie. Oh, no, okay. it's not, but we should watch I'll that. I'll watch that totally, man. Or Cop and a Half. Yeah. So I'm only like so I'm yes. 
in the near future, you and I are going to watch a movie from like film between 1993 and 1995. Okay. So I think Ghost Dad was probably their 93. So Ghost Dad's, right, 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 uh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So totally. maybe Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds. The Cop late Burt Reynolds. Cool. I like Cop and a Half. Cop and a Half. What about uh, Throw Mama from the Train? I don't think that I've one? seen that. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, well, I never saw Drop Dead Fred either. I tried to watch that one recently. I don't think it stood up. Monica and I watched it because Mon, Mon had a lot of nostalgia with that one. But uh, I, I'd watched it a couple times, but I didn't wasn't feeling it. Yeah, Serial um, Mom. I should rewatch again. But Serial uh, Mom. Oh, who's that? Uh, That's a dark comedy with that serial killer yeah, grandma, yeah, serial yeah. killer mom. I guess. Do you ever see uh, a <laughs> fucking tangent of the week? Do you ever see that movie Jack Frost? Not the Michael. Did I talk about this on another podcast? The movie, uh, the the serial killer snowman. Like so, there's the movie. So oh, around yeah. the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck, I did talk about yeah. this on another podcast. Yeah, I don't even know. I so I just remember. went on a tangent. Well, Jack Frost. So, so there were two movies, yeah. both about snowman. They came out around the same time. One was like a family movie where Michael Keaton's fucking snowman. He's like, oh, I love you. You're my son. Yeah, blah, I remember blah. that one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I never fucking saw that. But then there was another one where a serial killer gets in a car accident with like a fucking snow machine or something and turns into a serial killer snowman. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It's a fucking um, funny yeah. movie. Yeah, I'll check that one out. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. That's uh, good. I've seen uh, Michael Keaton, Jack Frost. Yeah, it looked fucking dumb. Was it good? Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. I mean, like, I mean, like, okay, okay. So, like, what's the scenario in which you're gonna want to watch that fucking movie again? So that's what yeah, I always if ask. It's, it's the holidays. That, that's what I ask people when oh, it was okay. I'm like, cool, okay, cool. Like, uh, like if we're talking action movies, are better than this. No, okay, cool. Would you watch that fucking movie again? If it no. was on, if it was on around like holidays, you're just I'd, gonna I'd fire up Jack Frost. So holidays, you're totally. gonna fire up Jack Frost. Get, yeah, man. get fucked. No. See, like I'm getting all hostile now because yeah, I totally don't hostile? think I don't think, dude. If you're watching well, a holiday come, movie, come, you're gonna come you're gonna, spend the time around the holidays. I did. We'll I've, 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 I've spent all. Oh, that's yeah. We'll watch the fucking serial killer one. Yeah, why not? No, no, no. My point is, is like if we're dusting off holiday movies, we're gonna hit up fucking Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. That's my point. Jingle all the way, fucking way before that. and I'm not saying that's a bad very good movie but i'm saying like we're gonna do that way before we're getting to jack frost uh the reason why i say it could happen is because my kids like to watch random christmas movies man you're, you're trying to fight cac you're trying to find loopholes with the no, kids. no no oh, not at all yeah, not at all yeah, we yeah. actually i think we might have watched jack frost oh recently. man you're crazy man. yeah crazy crazy oh, man. crazy and we watched we actually did watch jingle all the way last year okay so 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 that's arnold and sinbad right yes but yeah. tadow Ted out. See, I got you right here. My point exactly. You would not watch that movie again. <laughs> I don't know. My kids might want to watch it next year. Yeah, we'll see. I'm at the mercy of that, you. man. No, me. No, totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I we're talking not, fucking would, holiday movies. No, it, no like, it's not uh, on my list. So, for me, I mean, I'd obviously. I'm ref. I'm, oh, that's great. See, I mean, I'm obviously as lame as fuck, so I'm very vanilla with this. I'm just going to pick, like, Home Alone 1 and 2. I watch those almost every year. Yeah, but totally. it's like, I'm not going to. I've got fucking a bunch of other movies I can get to before I'm hitting up Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Like, already I'm thinking, like, shit. Uh, I'd rather watch the fucking, the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'd rewatch that. Oh, my kids love that, man. I've watched that, like, three times last year. Well, yeah, I know, but, like, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. I, so here's the thing, man. When you got kids, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad talking shit mercy, about Michael man. Keaton because Mike, Mike Keaton. You haven't even watched it. 
Yeah, I have. Really. You're talking mad shit about something you never even seen. Watch me do next podcast. I'm like, all right, guys, I need to come out and apologize. <laughs> to you. Adam likes the Beatles and Robin loves Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah, just fucking spoiler alert. Jack Frost is great. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fucking Fuck Jack him. Frost, man. He's like, oh, I love you. I love you, Anthony. Or whatever. I remember the previous just showed some sappy ass scene with some like 2003 CGI of fucking Michael Keaton wearing a fucking like wool cap. Like, oh, I'm a snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it was entertaining. I remember bits and pieces of it. Oh, again, my brother, he's not one for great quotes, but he's like, yeah, life is the longest thing you'll do in your life, which is a good point. Yeah. I always say life's too short to watch shitty movies, but... Oh, what else are you going to do at that time? It's a good point. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think, I mean, even holiday movies, I mean, shit. Like, I I, I haven't seen it. I've watched part of it, but, like, Elf. I'd rewatch Elf already. That's great. So, Love like, yeah, Tangent of the Week. We'll just find, like, we could do the last half of the podcast. is movies Robin would rather watch around the holidays other than rather Jack Frost. Is that Frost. good fucking radio? Yeah. I don't know if it is. doesn't well, uh, sound like we'll, it. We'll let, we'll, you know what, let's just shelf that until our December episode, Robin, and we'll uh, we'll release that around uh, holiday time. The Robin, the the movies Robin would rather watch other than Jack Frost. Well, no, that's my my point is that I don't think outside of the fucking you know people that were directly involved in that movie, I don't hear a lot of people banging the drum for that as a holiday classic, Adam. Oh, well, no, check the Reddit, man. For the fuck you say about Jack, Frost. you know, like like I mean, wasn't there one like I'll be home for Christmas with like the Clarissa explains it all chick? Hmm. I know her name, Melissa Joan Hart, but like my point is, is like. Those I've heard more about than fucking... Jack Frost. <laughs> Jack Frost. It inevitably goes back to Jack Frost. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll have to check with my kids to see if they've seen Jack Frost. I think they might have. Oh, wow. So so you were going to use your kids and they, oh, I was watching it because of the kids. And they're like, no, I'm going to need to check with my kids. So you like the movie Jack Frost. Well, I don't know. I've, you I've prioritize time. time for movie Jack Frost. Maybe I will this next this, year. Uh, dude, You're bringing this, it in front of mine, dude, man. This, this You're going to fulfill that prophecy. This Grand Canyon-sized gap gonna that watch is growing between us right now. I just see us like those animations where we're moving further and further away from each other. Well, I don't, think I don't I'll, know if I can break bread with you anymore. I don't think I'll purchase it. Oh, fuck you. You're you going to get that I'm not going to down Periscope it. I'm not going to down Periscope it. Yeah. We did get in an argument about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Good podcast. Yeah. Well, jokes <laughs> and shenanigans. Live it up. Have fun out there. We'll see you next time. I just hit the thing with my knee again. <laughs>